everyone, welcome to another episode of Soft Thoughts, a podcast about anything, everything, and whatever's in between that. I am your girl, Daniel, with two L's. Welcome to the first episode of 2021. Hopefully, y'all been having a great January, despite all the stuff that's been going on. And y'all been keeping safe. Y'all been making good choices. I see you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... Um, we're going to still make this year great, y'all. Uh, this episode is going to be a little bit more brutal, brutally honest, but in a good way. Um, I was going to start it off a little bit more on the joyous side, but some things have come up. So I wanted to share what was on my heart and hopefully y'all relate to it. If y'all do go ahead, talk about it, share it with people, let people know what's up, what's up. And get you a cup. I don't know. Anyway, let's go ahead and get this episode started. <sighs> okay. Okay. This is going to be... I don't know what they're doing upstairs. I think that's the dog. Yeah, it's got to be the dog that's upstairs. But... <laughs> um... I wanted to I was I was really wanting to start this this first episode of the new year off on a on a light note. But there's honestly y'all, there's been things that's been happening um that I've had to kind of collect myself after. Um but also reflect on the on what happened and everything that I actually Felt like I needed to talk to y'all about this because maybe y'all have gone through the same thing or going through the same thing that I'm going through right now, which is like um, letting things go, realizing what things are, and accepting that this is how it's going to be. Um but also choosing what I plan to do about that, you know, as far as I'm I'm concerned. So, um, like I said, some things have happened really over this past week, but since like December, there's, there's been things happening. And um, I realized after all this that, <laughs> excuse me, um, I think some people, how do I even put this? Cause it's like, I have the title on this paper. <laughs> uh, you know how people, um, mostly equivalent girls having, having daddy issues. Like, oh, she's got daddy issues. She wants me to take care of her and she's all insecure and you know, she can't fend for herself and everything like that, you know. Uh, I realized how annoying that sounds to me. <laughs> it really, to be honest, it sounds annoying to me because it's like, it's it makes it seem like the woman, um, it's, it's her fault that she has these problems. That... That's just me. That's just my opinion. It that's what it comes off with is oh she got daddy issues. 
oh, she brought the problems on herself. And it's not the case. It's the father who brought these problems on. <laughs> and it's us not realizing, like, we we actually do struggle with these things. Um, we struggle with it, and we don't necessarily know how to go about healing or go about fixing it. And so we end up bringing all those types of issues underlying or known to our romantic relationships, to dating, to wanting to be with someone. Um, and like for me, I know it's a, it's a bit of a struggle for me to kind of find my romanticism like to be dating people like even just dating people like I I realized I think I made a I made an episode about it where I didn't really know how to date I only knew how to be a married wife which I have constantly had to fix (laughs) over over that since then but um it's also realizing like yeah, I'm holding or I'm acting the same way I, I do with my dad to these these guys that I'm encountering. Um, and this can also go for guys, too. Like, it's not just us. You know, we don't really talk about the guys who have mommy issues, like having the same thing with the mom not being present or being unemotionally or emotionally unavailable or being narcissistic, being manipulative, um, or maybe even just your parent passing away before you got the chance to know them. And in a way, we kind of end up, I feel like um, as I looked over some things about this topic in particular, that some people are like, oh, well, the way that people are ended up attracting people who are like their parents is mostly just um, finding themselves in the same struggles as them. And I also think a lot of the time it's us trying to fill in the hole that um, that never got filled as we were kids. So we're having adult relationships with uh, kid complexities. We're having to uh, go through drama, go through attitudes, Um, guys feeling like a woman's too independent, which I've been told that. (laughs) Um, Being unemotionally available because we're scared to be vulnerable, having that fear that they're going to leave. And so you're staying, even though it may be bad on or toxic, even, um, even being too fearful to ask for help. Like all these things, these are things that, uh, that come with these type of issues. The, the parent issue, the parent why do I want to say the parent trap? <laughs> it kind of is a trap because, like, 
when you have these type of issues and then you get with someone who's like that, it's a, it's, it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> uh, don't judge me. Okay. Uh, but I feel like this is something that can be healed from. And most of it is recognizing that there is something wrong with the way you view relationships, um, particularly with your own parent and then with romantic relationships. So for me, I feel like... Um, like most of it is my relationship with my dad and <laughs> I actually sat down and wrote out all the things that I notice I do when I talk to my dad or I'm around him or I spend some time with him and the triggers I get when he says certain things or do certain things and I got this idea while I was watching the Love Hour um, with Kevin Melissa Fredericks, um, it's their recent episode called Triggered, and they were talking about um, them having to actually like sit there and talk about the thing that triggered them and why they responded in the way that they did, you know. And so that had me thinking, okay, what are some of the things that I know I do with my dad? that um like I, I kept that on the focus right <laughs> so as I continued to write I was like oh snap I'm like this in like romantic relationships so I can be emotionally unavailable emotionally distant mostly uh, very emotionally distant I do my best to keep all types of expressions Anything that I feel that makes me sad, makes me angry, makes me happy, I keep it as far as possible because in my head, I feel like it's not going to be heard. It's not going to be um, accepted. And it's going to be overlooked. <laughs> and I think this even goes with friendships too this goes with a lot of my friendships when I really think about it it's not just romantic relationships it's friendships I'd struggle to tell someone that what they said hurt me or what they said make me uncomfortable or um the things that I tend to feel on a daily basis because I don't want to be rejected, <laughs> um, which I did an episode about that. Another thing is independent. Now, here's the thing. Independence can be beneficial until it's not. <laughs> it's beneficial until you are no longer able to ask for help. Like, when you're too afraid to ask for help because you feel like you need to do it on your own, because you feel like nobody has your back, that's when independence becomes a negative thing. And that's something I have been, 
working on for the past two years, okay? It's hard. It is hard. It is hard to actually sit there and be like, okay, I need help. I can't do this. I'm not able to do this. I'm not strong enough to do this right now. And just having to even admit that is a lot, okay? Especially when you come from a a background where it's just you and one other parent and maybe some siblings, even then, even if you don't have any siblings, it's you and your parent and that's it. And that's all you got. And the last thing that you wanna do is make things harder for your parent that you live with so you try to get things done on your own. So that's, um, that's another thing. <laughs> like I said, this, this is some deep stuff. Um, of course, the main culprit, the fear of abandonment, abandonment and the fear of rejection, feeling like no one will accept me as I am, no one will love me, no one will love me through my changes, um, love me as I'm adjusting. Like, it's, it's having to, at this point, you have to learn how to love yourself because of that withdrawn love that you never received from, or you feel like you never received from the parent that was, was gone, you know? That's something that I don't know if that's ever able to be fixed. Like if you have a parent with like that's a divorced parent like to you, Lord Jesus, how do I get this? Let me get this together. The parent that left. I'm not sure if you're able to fully fix the relationship. I don't think you're ever able, going to be able to fix your past relationship with them. So growing up till now, everything is like always in the past. The second that you move on to a new day, you know? So um, especially when you get to a certain point where you really have become an adult there's nothing you can do about the past. There's nothing you can do about um, what they've done, what they what they did, unless it's recent. Um, all you can do is just live in the present, accept the now, and to let the past heal. And uh, of course, that's going to take a lot of time. So... That's gonna that's gonna mean that you you really just have to like work yourself through that process and get through those things that that hurt <laughs> or the things that you didn't realize had hurt you you know um so another thing uh Two more things, I would say. <laughs> I won't really go into the, the triggers like that because that's, that's just my personal thing. But um, like I said, you can sit there, write about some of the things that you've 
that you realize that you do with your parent um, that might actually be affecting the way you view your relationships with other people. Um, But the last two, I would say, is my self-worth was placed on whether or not they were going to, he was going to be there for me, my dad. Um, Mostly the availability of his love was whether or not I felt worthy of being his daughter, of being loved as Danielle. And that's actually, this is where I was really getting uncomfortable because I've always struggled with my my self-worth issues. Um, Issues in the past, of course. But having to actually look at it and be like, okay, I really based my worth off of this man because he wasn't there. Really? I did that? (laughs) Like, uh, I laugh now because... I I really went through a number trying to figure out why I feel the way I feel about myself and like you know it's it's all coming to the surface now it's like interesting but I noticed that this was a big thing um after my last, uh, I would say, said, said relationship with um, one particular guy, I realized that after my breakup with him that my self-worth just plummeted. It went completely down the drain, which is, I would say, one of the main reasons as to why I ended up going into therapy because I honestly was sitting here like, I know I'm going to be okay, but I feel worthless. That's where I knew I was like, I, this, this has got to be fixed because I can't keep going through the same thing over and over again with every guy I come encounter with. Like, just because they withdraw their love or they choose to leave they choose to do what's best for them doesn't mean that I'm not worth anything or am any less of an afterthought or a second option or uh, a last minute decision like I'm still 100% like I'm still worth being valued and being loved and being cared for and being cherished. And I had to begin to turn that into myself um, in order for me to get on track with who I'm really supposed to be. And once again, that's like, like I said, with everything else, it's not an easy process. It's going to take time. <laughs> And you're going to wish that you're at the end of the journey and you'll just be okay. But that's not how life works. It's a daily process. It's a daily 
a daily acceptance of I am worth it as is without change and without exception. Thank you, Kevin, uh, Melissa, Melissa Fredericks for that. Cause now I got the hoodie, but, <laughs> but for real, like having to take my worth off of man and place my worth in myself and what I know is true about me has changed my life drastically. Um, and the last thing, as we're closing out this episode, I know it's long. I'm, I'm not sorry. <laughs> um, the last thing I want to talk about is that I have this fear of being vulnerable. And I think this episode, this podcast, my bad, this podcast has actually taught me how to be vulnerable because I am choosing to open myself up. I'm choosing to let people know my thoughts. People know um, the things I think about, but just my thoughts. <laughs> I'm tired, y'all. But like having to open up my heart and show people all of the insides, knowing that I could possibly get hurt in the process and still choosing to do so. Um, which is another thing of, of trusting somebody. Um, and just being able to be open, be, be yourself completely. <laughs> that's been, uh, that's been a struggle with, with me and my dad on both sides. So, uh, however, despite all of this, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I won't go into any details, details, because that's real, real personal, you know? I ain't going to, I ain't going to air it out like that. But, um, I know that as I grow and as I, love myself more through this process that I know that um, I am worth love everything and I the last thing I ever want to do is bring problems from home into someone else's home, you know? Um, I don't ever want to have to, like, figure out my problems as I'm in a relationship with someone. I really want to just be able to enjoy the relationship as is. And, of course, I know there's going to be a lot of um, difficulties and everything that goes along with it. Of course, that's life. That's getting to know someone that's loving people. And um, that's the process that we, we live through. But I don't want to bring that type, type of thing um, into another relationship. So that's why I've just been taking my time to myself and reflecting on what I need for myself and what I need to 
heal from and love through um, in order to be ready the next time I, I end up in a relationship, you know? And I don't know when that's going to be. I, you know, it is what it is, what it is. <laughs> but whatever it is or whenever it is, I'm, I'm sure it will be, it'll be just great. But yeah, y'all, that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, whether you're in your 20s, whether you're in there in your 30s or your 40s, your 50s, your 60s. We can keep going, I promise you, except for hundreds. I haven't known too many people that go through the hundreds, you know. <laughs> but um, if you feel like you, you might be having this sort of thing, maybe talk to someone, write things out like I did. Um, even go to a therapist and have that figured out. You know, um, it's good to to get it off your chest, and it's even better to heal from it. But um, that's all I really have for this episode, y'all. Like, thank you, <laughs> thank you for continuing to listen to me and all of my mess ups <laughs> and shenanigans and topics and everything. I really appreciate each and every one of you that listen and. I hope to at least made some kind of difference or even given you some kind of thought to think about. But, um, yeah, that's it. I will see y'all next week. Until next time, I enjoyed you as you enjoyed me as we enjoyed each other, and I will catch you on the flip side.